Good Monday morning, everybody. Welcome to your D1T5 for the weekend of July 10th through the 12th. My name is Anthony Grassi, and let's jump right into the most important things you need to know in and around college athletics in five minutes or less. We start with a pair of notes from the Pac-12. First, Commissioner Larry Scott has tested positive for COVID-19. From a statement, the league says he is continuing to carry on his duties remotely as normal. Additionally, the Pac-12 announced that they will go with conference-only competitions for fall sports. Commissioner Scott pointed to the trends and science over the past few days that led to this decision, which gives the league maximum flexibility. Further, the conference said it would delay the start to any mandatory athletic activities until a series of health and safety indicators showed improvement. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey on the trend lines and impact on a college football season, quote, there's some very clear evidence about you can't mitigate and eliminate every risk, but how do you minimize the risk? We are running out of time to correct and get things right, and as a society, we owe it to each other to be as healthy as we can be. Today's meeting with athletic directors in Birmingham will include social distancing, but it won't conclude any major decisions. The Athletics and Cole Auerbach takes a broad look at the situation in the series of dominoes that have fallen so far that leave the system as a whole in a perilous situation. As one Par 5 athletic director put it, quote, it feels like we're just postponing the inevitable. A number of athletic directors have recently begun referring to spring college football as a last resort, but plan A is well off the table, plan B is gone too, and plan C feels like it's teetering. Coaches and athletic directors have frantically asked fans to wear masks and follow health and safety guidelines, but barring a miracle, that last resort is fast approaching. In return to campus updates, since June 26th, Clemson has completed 292 additional COVID-19 tests on student-athletes and staff, only six of which came back positive. USC has conducted 201 COVID-19 tests through the first two phases of student-athletes returning to campus, with just four positives. Maryland has halted football voluntary workouts after nine individuals, not all football players, tested positive for COVID-19 out of a test size of 185 student-athletes and staff. And football can return to organized workouts tomorrow at Montana with zero positive cases thus far. Women's soccer and volleyball teams will also resume voluntary workouts this week. Florida State is implementing a 20% budget reduction as athletic director David Coburn points to a downturn in ticket sales, donations, and expenses connected to the coaching staff turnover in football. The full-time headcount of staff is expected to shrink by 25 positions, and across the department, employees making over $150,000 will see their salaries cut by 10%, between 72 and 150 cut by 7.5%, and between 43 and 72 cut by 5%. Additionally, head football coach Mike Norvell will take a 25% cut, athletic director David Coburn will take a 20% cut, and men's basketball coach Leonard Hamilton and women's basketball coach Sue Samarau will take a 15% cut each. Texas Tech's cost-cutting measures include restructuring its debt through a tuition revenue bond at a blended rate of 2.53%, plus asking all sport programs to eliminate between 3 and 20% of their budgets, depending on how easily each can make concessions, although it looks like football recruiting was protected. Overall, the Red Raiders are trying to save another $9.425 million in fiscal year 21, which will take its operating budget down to $78 million. The department is planning to use reserves to cover $7.5 million of expenses, with current projections including a 50% capacity for football home games, plus the importance of receiving the vast majority of seed contributions, philanthropic donations to our Red Raider Club Excellence Fund, the sweet payments for our premium seating and our club seating, and the next month and a half to help balance fiscal year 20. New Mexico is projecting an 8% budget reduction for fiscal year 21 and is working on a myriad of scenarios to be prepared for however the fall plays out. There's also positive news from Albuquerque as baseball's expansion of Santa Ana Star Field continues to progress and an endowment has been set up for men's basketball thanks to a booster. 
UConn professor and clinical psychologist Sherry Pagoto tweets results from a student-focused group on quarantine, symptom tracking, contact tracing, and mask wearing on campus. Of note, quote, every student we asked said that the 14-day quarantine is not realistic and will likely fail. They pointed out that students are eager to see each other and will find a way to do so when they arrive on campus. Their belief that quarantine won't be effective seemed to really affect their motivation to want to stick to it. This will be a real problem. If people believe it is doomed from the start, it will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Next, we asked about symptom tracking via mobile app. Students were concerned about the consequences of reporting symptoms and wanted to be clear on what the consequences would be. They fear automatic quarantine if they report any symptom, and this is a big deterrent. On the contact tracing, students said an obstacle to sharing contacts is shame. They seem scared people could find out that they got infected and shame them especially if they got infected while doing something risky. Infection really needs to be destigmatized on campus. And that is all for your D1T and 5 for Monday morning, July 13th. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates on what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. My name is Anthony Rossi, and we will see you next time.